welcome. They are double D Dan. Origin podcast. Yeah, Derek and Dan. Episode fifty-eight. Hey guys, Derek's back. So those of you who are just listening, I know you can't hear him yet, but Teague is here, Freitas is here, Who's Tim is here. Guy? We're all back. Double D's is here. <laughs> double D's, Dan and Derek. Uh, welcome back, my friend. I know that hey. it's been a little while since we've talked to you, so we want to give you a chance to give us an update. Tell us what you're playing. Tell us what's going on. Whatever it is you want to share, and then also. A couple of headlines, a couple of things that jumped out at me that I wanted to highlight and get your guys' thoughts on. I think I feel like there was something last week we wanted your thoughts on. Dan, do you remember what it was? What was it we talked about last week? Was it Sony's thing with shutting down the stores? Is that what we wanted? It was probably thoughts? something indie related. Oh, probably. Uh, well, probably there's, there's like there's like way I more with the, the Sony only guy playing Outriders. <laughs> well, that's good because yeah. I wanted to actually hear about that. But there's way more going on with the Sony stuff, Tim. There's there way is. more. I know. Well, we'll get to all that stuff, but first, just wanted to check in, see how you guys are doing, what's going on as we are not quite halfway through April here, but um, it's just weird the way this happens every year. January mm. feels like the longest month ever because we just have a really, at least to me, because we just had a holiday and then it's back to the grind and it's just not fun. And then February starts to pick up some steam because it's a shorter month, but it still feels like, and all of a sudden with March, April, things just start rolling. Next thing I know, it's September again. It's crazy. So we're hitting that time of year now where, uh, at least for our family, things are crazy. I've got a kid in soccer, another one playing football. I've got two that are in scouts. So they're doing. I thought you were going to say, I got a kid on the way. (laughs) No, kid on the way. (laughs) Number 38. Yeah, none of that. Um, and so we've got sports and scouts and all this stuff happening all at once, stuff at church, stuff at school, stuff all over the place. Like our calendars are insane. I feel like every night my wife and I have to sit down and say, okay, who's driving who where? And then are you picking someone up on your way to drop someone else off? It's just nuts. I know, Derek, you've been through all this as your kids have grown up, so you know the drill. Um, but anyway, it's just been crazy, but it's been fun. Um, mm-hmm. My oldest son is – he's just a shade under 6'1". He's, he just turned 14. He's just under 6'1". Wow. He's probably about 185 Jeez. and so he is a pretty he's not even good at the position but because of his size he's a dominant left tackle right now uh at that age group and i don't mean to say he's not good at it he's not experienced he's actually learning pretty quickly i'm seeing him improve that's not a knock on him but he just didn't he's never played football organized football before he's just throwing it around with me in the backyard so this is his first time playing real organized sports he has to know the plays and some of these defensive ends he's going up against they know the swim moves to get around him and stuff but for the most part if he just kind of makes himself wide i mean he's tough to get past because he's so big is football his favorite sport or it's his first time playing it so we'll see he likes it so far I'm I w- I'm gonna be honest. You said when he when you said he's six one, I just automatically assume basketball. So because <laughs> that just makes he's, sense. He's interested in trying out basketball. We just got a okay. um a portable hoop in our backyard because we have one of those concrete patios for our mm. back porch, and so we put a hoop up against it. It's a really small little area to play, but they can shoot around. So he's trying that a little bit, but mm. right now football is the thing he's trying. I think he likes it. Don't know if he loves it. Because he's not a very aggressive person. That's one thing I keep telling him. I'm on the sideline. I'm like, Kale, be aggressive. You got to go get him. Because he's a, he's very passive. Yeah. Um, which I think is a good quality in a human being and not a great quality in a football player. So I was just no. like, hey, you've got to no. – I was like, you got to be frustrated. Like imagine something your brother did today that just ticked you off and then go off on the other player. But That's the watch, one of um... the things um, that I've always liked about my kids, all three of them playing sports. You can't – you can tell them to be aggressive, but it's really a lot of times it's hard personality. To teach 
and all three of mine have always been aggressive. Even the middle child, who to me is the sweet one, well, sweet one in public. He's not really sweet. He's actually kind of a jerk to everybody. But like, he's real. Like, he's got that sweet personality um, where he's le- very likable. But when it comes to sports, especially if he's confident in the sport, he's extremely aggressive. Yeah, he will. He doesn't want to fight anybody. He's not argumentative or anything like that. He he shies away from that. That he's not aggressive, but just making plays on the ball, like I'm talking soccer, making plays yeah. on the ball, that type of stuff, very aggressive. You ever watched that movie, The Blind Side, with Sandra Bullock? She won that award for it. That one you. Yeah. And there was that big old offensive line kid who was just learning football, and he was very passive. Like he had the size they needed, but was passive. Kind of reminds me, of, like if he can, if we can get him to channel that. Because he does feel frustration. I've seen him at home go off on his siblings, and like he <laughs> well, can tell him. He just, needs, he just needs to. He needs to find it and channel it. But he's very because he's so new. There's a couple other players. There's actually one other offensive lineman who is his size, who is very very good. He just got injured, so he's been on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, but and so my son feels very intimidated by him. He's like he's just so much better. I'm like yeah, because he's been doing it a long time. Like that's fine. He's allowed to be way better. Um, anyway. That was he'll, he'll get say, he'll either he get there get. or he won't like that's i thought he'd tell him like you'll either stick with it you'll try hard and you could totally get there you've got all the skills you've been blessed with this great size like i think he's gonna get even taller so if you decide to go after man you can do this but if you don't want to then you're never gonna be great like if you're just there but don't want to be there it's never gonna click so we'll see what happens we'll see what it's all up to him like i like derek said i can't force him to you know, become aggressive or whatever. Like he has to really want I mean, it. Definitely so. don't be that parent, you know? <laughs> no, yeah. well, I, I want him to enjoy it. That's what we said to our other kids too. Like, what, what do you want to do? You know, um, you want to play soccer and the other kids, the two who are in scout right now, they weren't really feeling it when it comes to a sport right now. They were like, yeah, I guess I could play soccer. And I was like, you don't have to, you, what else do you want to do? And they wanted to do camping type stuff. So we found a scout troop that is meeting so they're they're doing that which is fine i don't care whatever you want to do my friends just do something do something please be outside you can't just sit around here (laughs) that's for dad to do okay dad sits around (laughs) you go do something dad's home outside in valheim building pretend things you know (laughs) all right one more update since you just reminded me of that dan then we'll jump to you guys to give us updates what you're doing uh i can't play anything on my pc at the moment I wanted to so, ask about that, yeah. Yeah, so I got a um, – and, and all my PCs that I've owned over the years, blue screen errors are not that uncommon. They happen. It can happen because a software update is just out of sync with another piece of software. It could be a hardware thing. Nine times out of ten, you reboot the whole computer, and it'll start up fine, and you won't see that one again. If you see that one again and again, then you've got an issue. you got to go fix it. So I did have a blue screen when I woke it up out of sleep. You know, it was in sleep mode, and I kind of woke up the computer, went to the login screen and froze, and then went to blue screen. This time when I rebooted it, it just opened up to my – so I have a, I have a gigabyte um, motherboard. So I just went to that BIOS screen for gigabyte. Mm. So I thought, that's a little weird. I've seen this screen before, so I tried rebooting it back to that screen again, rebooting it back to that screen. So <sighs> oh, hang on. I've got kitchen stuff happening right nearby. Whatever. Anyway, the, the short version is that it's stuck and can't find the Windows boot uh, file to, okay. to start it. So our friend Lee 
from our group, and he's also part of other groups. He's on other podcasts. Lee's awesome. He's kind of our go-to computer expert that a lot of us chat with when it comes to buying a new PC, upgrading, or fixing. So I messaged him on Friday, and he cut out some time for me on Sunday to get on a video call. We were on a video call for like an hour and a half today. And um, and we tried a whole bunch of things, and even he kind of finally hit a wall and was like, I think you're just going to have to contact the manufacturer. So I won't take you through all the details, all the steps that we did. It was very nerdy and it took a long time. And I actually kind of enjoyed learning about how this stuff works because he's so freaking smart. Yeah. But I was still frustrated in the end because I can't get Windows to boot. So I'm That's so weird. I'm at the point now where I have to contact iBuyPower, the manufacturer who made this, because I think what they I think they actually modified this motherboard. I think they do this to a lot of theirs. And oh, okay. So when I, I tried to update the BIOS, which I th we think is the problem, it needs to be updated, mm. and we can't because it's been modified. So we have to have iBuyPower either update it for us, maybe I mean, send me a file or something. So yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, you buy a super expensive PC, and something as simple as updating the BIOS, like because it's this custom hardware, software, whatever it is, and like that's absurd. Like, come on. So, but who knows what triggered it? So it could have had well, nothing right. to do with how it, was built. it could have been, you know. Um, some app that I downloaded, you know, it, it could have been, it could have been anything, you know, and I've installed a whole bunch, like pretty much every, um, like game store platform, Epic and origin yeah. and GOG and steam. I've got all those. So it could be any of those. It could be any update for any of those that triggered this blue screen that for whatever reason caused the motherboard to no longer recognize the boot file. It could be anything. So yeah, it's hard to know what it is. I bet you'd be really tough to recreate too. Like if someone else were like, oh yeah, yeah like I can't find anyone else online who's had this exact I mean, issue. Especially since so you, you said can't, you can't just like like clear your entire PC and just start from scratch. And it, that's like, an option after I call iBuyPower. So there's a recovery drive that I created from the Windows website, which basically reinstalls Windows 10. Windows 10, okay. and then there goes any files that I had locally. Only files I really have locally are going to be um, like a couple of Photoshop things I was working on, or maybe a couple of game saves that for whatever reason, maybe some of them don't keep them in the cloud. Most of them do though. So like, I'm pretty sure even steam, all of my stuff should be in the cloud. Should be I'm not sure on that one, but oh, you can check. Yeah. I mean, honestly, worst case scenario is I lose progress in some video games. That's kind of the, as, as far as like, if I have to reinstall everything. So we'll see what happens. It's, it's, but Dan, you're right. This is one of those, one of the many cons of having a PC. But I think there are just so many more pros. This isn't deterring me from wanting to fix it and keep going with PC gaming. But it is a, I mean, it's a possibility. It's not yeah. an inevitability. You could have a PC and it could go years without you ever having something like this. Or it could be like me and you could have it for like five months and you yeah, have something. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Well, that's what's terrifying because it's like, yeah, you can, I mean, consoles can break too obviously but it's like my 500 dollars playstation is not you know a thousand fifteen hundred two thousand like these pcs right. that are like for the type of pcs that like we kind of want for playing games or even like doing like editing software or streaming right. like, like expensive these are expensive it's pieces very expensive yeah. this is where i think building my own would have given me a huge advantage because I would have known exactly how that motherboard is formatted and I could have gotten the right update file and figured it out that way. Mm. But since it was manufactured somewhere um, by iBuyPower in this case, then the standard update file that Gigabyte provides was having trouble. It has a mismatch with the OEM ID, which basically means there's 
this is not the right format for this motherboard. It's the right ver it's the right actual device, like the right SKU and all that stuff. It's just not the right not SKU, right model number. Um, mm. but it's not the right there's something mismatch with the way it was yeah. formatted. So again, that's where uh, building your own is a huge advantage, um, which I didn't do. I chose not to do that. Well, so you know. it is what it is. The good news is I have a PS5 and a Switch and an Xbox One and my phone. I've got all these. I have a ridiculous number of options to keep myself entertained. It's not like, oh, poor me. I don't have anything to play. It's just, it's just a bummer when one of those goes down. That becomes like the focus. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about it when we talk about stuff we've been playing. I've been able to play plenty of other stuff this weekend, not PC related. But um, Derek, since we've last had you on the show, I believe you purchased yourself a nice PC, or was that before you stopped? Before you took oh, a little I, break? Oh, I talked about it on the show before. I couldn't remember if you had talked about that 3090 one you bought or not. Okay. Yep. Okay. And the that one's still humming on along. That right? is I um, I finished on the 3090. I finished Horizon Zero Dawn. And I had originally started it on my, what I'm using right now, the laptop, which has a 2070 card, and before it had been updated to, and it ran okay. I got it to run okay. But I was was not impressed. Like, I was kind of disappointed I bought Horizon Zero Dawn on PC, to be honest. After it's been updated, they've done a lot of work with the game, and then I booted up on my 3090, it... I mean, it's like one of the best looking games ever. Besides, like the animations and voice acting, that's still like seriously. Stop talking to me, dude. Yeah, no amount of resolution can fix bad voice acting. (laughs) But like, I can't describe how the first time I started moving in, and she's running in like 70 frames per second. Just everything looked way, way better. I was like, holy crap! Like they've clearly done a lot of work to this game. Plus, like I said, my card really helps it, but. So I finished that. Did that get a PS5 update? For... Has, uh, I don't okay. think so, no. Okay. Do you think, think that's that... coming with the, the sequel, maybe? I would think, like, a few months before they might do, like, a... Because I don't even know if it runs at 60. Yeah, might yeah they work. might do a... They might do a... Well, they might do some kind of resolution update or... Yeah, frames maybe they'll or do a native mode. 4K. Yeah. 60. Excuse <laughs> 63. It's a gorgeous engine. I mean, like it, you know, it's also what they used for Death Stranding, and that game is gorgeous as well. It's it, whatever oh, that engine yeah. does, it does it really well visually. So, yeah. so I finished that one, and then um, as far as gaming, like an update on gaming, like I bought Monster Monster Hunter Rise. I was super excited for that. Honestly, I haven't played it a lot because I haven't been gaming much. Um, and then I also uh, have been playing Outriders. So those have been the two mains, but like I said, Rise, I really wanted to play multiplayer, so I'll dive into it later. Um, But Outriders, I was playing it mostly solo, especially for the demo, because there was, like, connection errors all the time, even for, like, co-op play in the demo. Then when the game launched, and y'all may have talked about it on the show, I didn't listen to the show because I don't like you guys, but, like... Um, thanks buddy i like how he just slips that in there it's great <laughs> they have Aww. they've had a lot of connection issues and just being able yeah. to boot the game up in general they've now pretty much fixed it i'm not saying you don't have days where they have issues but i can now log in every time and i can tell them right away i want to join a random party and within 30 seconds it'll say do you want to join this party i hit join 
And here's the reason why I'm bringing this up. Solo is okay. It's fun. But it does in areas... Like, there's a lot of people complaining about how hard this game is. It really is hard. And I know how to play it right. Like, if again, I'm going to say this for the three people that listen to our show. If you try to play this game like Gears of War, you have missed the point. I, I know people think it's Gears of War because these guys made a Gears of War game. And it has cover. And they're like, it's cover-based. No. If you stay in cover, all the enemies, not only do they throw 50 billion of them they can hit you through cover you cannot sit in cover you have to stay on the move because there is no way to heal in this game except one way and that's for three out of the four classes the only way that they can heal is they have to be killing something you have to be moving and shooting and then you will see your health regenerating based off the damage that you're causing the uh, the enemies so obviously that means the whole point of the game, the way they designed it is we want you moving. Yes, take cover if you're overwhelmed for a second, but if you stay there, you die. So anyways, it gets really hard because single player, they'll throw 10 guys at you and one or two of them might be a boss level guy and they have special moves that you can only break them with your specials. There's a bunch of systems. People don't realize how deep this is. There's a bunch mm. of systems in this game. It's not just take cover, shoot them, die, you're done. There's a bunch of powers and specials that if yep. you don't have a counter to the boss's counter, he can wipe you out. Like a lot literally. Of classes to choose from. Yeah. I've, we've seen some cool posts from uh, Thomas in our group as he's been talking about different runs he's doing with different classes and stuff. It does make it look more cool. intriguing than the demo made it look. What's cool is when you play with other players that are using different classes, you can then combo with those classes. Yeah. And you can do extreme damage, which then makes the game a little bit easier, but it's even still hard with co-op. And I can tell the difference because when I'm playing solo, even though they'll overwhelm you with a bunch of guys, I notice I can kill basic enemies with a few shots. When it's co-op, it takes, like, a ton of shots for yeah. just even a basic guy. Well, it scales so, it then, right? So. Yeah, it scales it pretty high. So my point is, is when there are things that I don't like about it. Like, I think the story's pretty, like, it's, the story's interesting, but they don't execute it very well. Voice acting's terrible. Dialogue's terrible. The overall graphics are not that great. I'm playing on Series X, but even on PC, because I played the demo on PC, even with my ultra settings and everything, it, it ran nice, but it's not it's not a looker, because it has nothing to do with resolution. It has all to do with like the animations and just the design of the game. A lot of the armor's very bland. Granted, they start you bland because they want you to unlock the higher tier stuff, which is less bland. But overall, like I said, it's a fun fun game if you learn how to play it correctly and you really play it with other players there's a lot of depth to it and that's why every review i've watched i honestly expected reviews to trash the game every single one of them they'll say exactly what i said about the story dialogue all that but everyone i've listened to praises the gameplay like this game is just so much fun to play there's so much going on utter chaos but it's fun chaos. So 
I'm just still confused about the cover stuff because I mean you've been you've said it even during with the demo and then, like I yeah. see things like people posting or like web the websites IGN like it's just like oh yeah the game's just crazy they're hurling all the it's like why is there cover then like I don't yeah because don't there really, are times where I you was wondering really that too need cover like you so need it does actually work sometimes like I think what it what it is is it's all about strategy like hmm. they'll throw waves at you but they don't throw all twelve on you there might be okay. four snipers over here three enemies down here because there's le like the levels aren't all flat yeah like i got in one snow area there was like it's a mountain cliff so there's cliffs that you can go up there was like four snipers up top there was a couple boss guys walking around on on the middle area and then there was some lower level um grunts on the middle and bottom area so i was using cover to take out the bottom guys okay i used cover to take out the middle guys and then once I got rid of, like, a few of them, then I got more aggressive, especially fighting the bosses. And then I have a special where you raise up in the air, and then you can pick, because it freezes, and you can pick where you want to launch to. And then I launch to the snipers, because i got to take them out before I deal with the bosses. So I launch to the snipers, do heavy damage to them, take them out with my regular guns and specials. And then go deal with the bosses. So cover can 100% be used. I'm not saying that. I'm trying to explain right. people. Yeah. Don't play this like Gears of War. Gears of War is, first of all, not an RPG. And second of all, the cover system in Gears is... That's the whole game. Like, if you don't play in cover, you die. Well, that's the, the whole mechanic of battling in Gears of War is all about taking cover and then figuring out a way to flank using with your teammates. That's, that's all about, cause the other, your opponents are also using cover and, and cover, cover makes it really hard to defeat too. anybody. So yeah. And you can yeah. flank too in this game. And I do think that's why covers there. I, like I said, you can use yeah. the cover to your strategy. I'm saying don't play it that way. Like right. you still gotta don't, be, don't focus primarily on cover yeah it's it's definitely a superpower type rpg game with guns and it's okay. really fun um i'd love to see more people in the group playing it because i think if people actually invested time and gave it a real shot they'd realize this is a good game like this is this has got depth to it and it's very satisfying when you wipe out a ton of especially some bad like bosses and you're having to use like i was playing three-player co-op today all three of us had to work together. Yeah. All three of us. We had to strategically go after one boss while ignoring another one while he's still attacking us. Once we got rid of that one, then we could focus on the other one. If if one was fighting one and the, uh, the other two of us were fighting one, we would have died. And we did yeah. that on a few of the bosses. But good game. That's been, I think, the as far as gaming goes, that's been my main thing. I got a second PS5. So I have a PS5 set up on my OLED, and then I got a second one for my uh, for my nice monitor that I have my PC hooked up to. I was gonna give it to my boys, but this is how spoiled they are. They're like, just want an Xbox Series X, Dad. Don't want a PS5. So you had bought it with the yeah, intention audacity. of getting it set up for them, but you're like, all right, you don't want it. I'll just keep it yeah, as my second. I mean, one. I I wanted. I've always wanted a digital PS5. I I had the disc at launch, and I wanted the digital. And I was willing to part ways with one of them because I don't, for those that don't know, I don't live with my kids anymore um, for them. But neither one of my boys gave a crap. They're like, Eli doesn't care at all. Like, he still games, but he's How does that impact our game sharing? <laughs> I mean, on the PS5, the digital one, 
I can't play your stuff. But the the disc. Okay, 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 got it. That makes sense. So the disc that's right. Still I barely be... buy anything, so you're fine. So. Mm-hmm. So that's right. I barely buy anything, so you're fine. Yeah, I think I'm buying Returnal too, which I don't even know if I have interest in that. I'll wait. No, I think I'll get that one. Because by the way, I. So speaking of game sharing stuff, I went ahead and pre-ordered Ratchet and Clank and Kana. I think it's pronounced Kana, right? And I was almost gonna. We talked about me getting near Replicant, and I'm just not sure I'm interested enough to get that at full price. That to me, that to me just screams it's a game that's going to have some like 50% off within the first few months and I don't see myself playing it I just feel like there's so many other games I'm going to want to be playing and I'm not sure that's one of them like I could see myself playing Returnal or even the Mass Effect Legendary Edition yeah, I'm uh, stuff like that looks really cool I just don't see this one being worth a full it's full price it's 60 bucks so yeah. I was like eh isn't it I like just... remake of the first one it is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a remake, and it's it's actually based off of the the Japanese version, which was actually different than the uh, U.S. version. So I think um, it'd be a brand so, new experience. I just yeah. don't. I'm just not feeling totally sold on it. I kept watching videos of it, and I was just like, I don't know if this is what I yeah. want right now. There was just there was just something. I mean, it's it's different than uh, uh, Automata. So right. it's just there's just something. I mean, it's it's the same, but it's different. There's just something kind of different about it that's not totally gelling with me. Also, I don't know what it is, but yeah, yeah, I can't uh, put my finger on it. But I just don't know if I want to drop sixty bucks on it. Um, I mean, if you want, I can give you a twenty dollar PlayStation card. Well, if you, you really want to have Neat Replicant, we could do that, or I'll just buy Returnal because I do. I've been watching and reading a lot about Returnal, and that one is sounding more and more interesting to me. Yeah. So I might. Drop my money. On I, that I hope more people give House Mark a chance because they they make a lot of games that are like the bullet hell games or kind of like the isometric. That that's, that's been primarily. I'm not excited for those games. But this isn't like going to be quite stuff. like that though. It, it, yeah, it won't be the like stuff I've watched doesn't look like. I I understand you guys getting excited, so I'm not knocking it. It's not something like even the stuff I'm watching. I'm like, okay, it's a shooter, so I should be into this. It's a third person shooter. But nothing is sticking out. Like something seems floaty yeah. about it. It seems. Well, sure. We'll see. Well, she's seems like in space, right? So she's probably on some planet where like the gravity is not totally. Could be that. But it so, looks. But yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Dan, what what are you playing these days? I mean, I've um I've just kind of been bouncing a little bit all over the place, to be honest. Um, I played a little bit of uh Fantasian yesterday. Um. Man, Sakaguchi just has vibes for days. His games. I'm still, I'm still have my month of Apple Arcade rolling, so I've yeah. played that a couple of sessions of that as well. You're right; it visually is like this is on a phone, like it's pretty yeah. crazy. Um, um, but yeah. you definitely, as you get further along, it's like okay, yeah, no, this, this feels like it's a, a phone game for sure. Like mm-hmm. there's just something I, I don't know if it is like certain um, parts of the game, like certain assets that look maybe not as great or as polished as it could be if it was like a console game. But then again, they made dioramas. That's what the backgrounds are. They're all handmade dioramas. So like, yeah, there are certain parts but, of the visuals that are kind of like, oh, this looks like a pretty low budget JRPG, and then all of a sudden, boom, it'll hit you with yeah. some visual moment that's like, wow, how did they do this? This yeah. looks amazing. So um, it's, it's a little bit of both. The gameplay itself pretty traditional in my opinion they yeah. have some cool wrinkles but it's pretty traditional and it's not yeah. 
necessarily that I, appealing to me. I do like the aspect, and I'm sure it. I'm sure it'll advance as the game goes on more. But like I had said when I first uh, described it, how there are certain abilities where you basically maneuver the the right. attack in certain ways where you want to maximize how many enemies you're hitting at once. Because yep. if you just keep hitting one enemy and like there's a lot of them on the screen, then you may get overwhelmed. So you want to try to hit as many as possible. But um, a huge bummer. There's no voice acting though. I think that's a huge hit, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I I think because the dialogue's really strong, like it, the 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 dialogue uh, the written dialogue I think is fantastic. Like when I'm actually reading it, like I, I'm actually enjoying it. I'm not feeling kind of that like, oh, I'm I'm kind of too old for this like reading RPG stuff. Even though like I love I the old Final Fantasies, I don't mind but... it because the visuals and yeah. everything kind of gives me a PS1 Final Fantasy vibe. Well, right, but I'm so just I don't, I don't know. It. As I've gotten older, I've just gotten more spoiled with excellent voice acting that I kind of just like, I really like if if it's going to, if you have the opportunity to, and you have the budget when you're making the game to have excellent voice acting, like I'm going to prefer that. I just am. Like Outriders, I've heard, has great voice acting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they put all of their budget into voice acting. <laughs> great dialogue. Um, but great yeah, dialogue, yeah. Fantasian's cool. Um, I did play a little Odd World. Um, I don't have a frame of reference for yeah, the series. I, I played a decent amount of like the first one as a PS1 classic because apparently my wife at some point during her childhood had experienced the game. I don't know how because I don't think they owned a PlayStation, but I forget. Um, so I, I played a little bit of like the first game, but I never played Exodus. I never played, what was it, Stranger's Wrath. There's Munch's Odyssey, I think, is the other one. The um, only ones that really matter with this one are going to be those first two, Odyssey and sure. Exodus. Because the other ones are like offshoots, right? Completely different. Yeah. Other than being set in the same universe, they're not even. They don't they're feel like, like shooters, offshoots. right? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Stranger's um, Wrath, especially. I think yeah. much as Odyssey is more of like a platformer adventure. I can't okay. remember. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's um it 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 has the vibes of like kind of like how you would just say with Fantasian. Uh, Soulstorm feels like it has the vibes of a PS1 game. Yeah. Like it, it just has that kind of dark humor that I do vaguely remember from playing the first one. Yep. Um, I really like the cutscenes. I've only, I'm only like an hour into the game, but I, I really kind of dig that beginning cutscene with the train. Yeah. That was, I really liked that. I just liked kind of what was happening, and and their voices are super like goofy, it but like pulls you right in right away, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. And then intense. it does the Quentin Tarantino thing where it's like, all right, uh, twelve hours, you know, yeah. prior. So it's like, all right, so now we're gonna lead up to that. Cool. Um, so that, that seems fun. I don't know if I'll finish it, but I, I think I'll, I mean, it, it was free. So, I mean, I think it's yeah, a pretty course, excellent, yeah. cool thing to kind of just have on the side. Um, it's hard to know if I recommend this to folks who aren't already Oddworld fans for 50 right. bucks. Yeah. Uh, 50 bucks is a pretty steep ask for a game like this. I'm not saying it doesn't have plenty to do for a long time. Maybe it's a lengthy yeah. game. I'm not sure, but even as someone who I like these odd world games, I liked the new and tasty remake they did. I thought that was really well done. I liked the visuals and um, I played Odyssey and Exodus back in the day on my PS one. I just, these it strikes me as more of like an indie vibe of a game. And so a high quality one, a really high quality indie yeah. vibe with maybe, I guess you could say triple a level cutscenes, but then indie quality gameplay stuff. So I don't know. $50 does feel a little steep. I guess when you look at how yeah. a lot of, Current games are going it's, up to seventy. Maybe it's not that steep, but I don't know. This this to this to me feels more like a twenty five and under. Maybe take a swing at it because it is good. 
It's yeah. just 50. I don't know. Maybe maybe 30 would be better. I mean, what would you classify like it's a like what like a stealth platformer? Like if that's what. Yeah. No, it's an action adventure puzzle yeah. platformer. I mean, yeah. So it's like part of that. Yeah. The, and 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 the stealth parts slash helping uh, your people was it uh, Mudokins? Yeah. Mudokins, however yeah. you pronounce it, um, can be pretty stressful. So yes. so you're doing the stealth stuff, which is like you trying to like have you Abe not actually die combined with the fact that you're trying to maximize the the survivors in a level it's like it's just kind of it can be it can be stressful so if it's something yeah, they give you a little counter up in the corner of how many of your yeah. people have died yeah <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. it's like oh my god <laughs> like yeah. it's, you know half of them are dead yeah but, um yeah so well uh, i'll piggyback off of that real quick just to talk about my thoughts on it then we'll go back to anything else you might be playing yeah. or anything else derek might be playing but so i've been playing a good amount of soul storm it's one that i was excited about a lot last year and then it got delayed and then i kind of kind of fell off my radar like i just kind of stopped thinking about it for a while and, and then boom here we are i think it's i think it's really it's a fun throwback if you've played the old games it's probably i think most people would consider it to be a pretty decent platforming adventure game if you've never played them before you might still like it but you are going to feel a little bit behind on the story because it just kind of picks up and runs from something that happened and something Mm -hmm. abe did but he's kind of a hero but not really what did he do and and so you're trying to figure all that out i think the best thing to do would be go back if you if you don't have ps plus if you do just download it and give it a shot if you don't maybe you can find new and tasty somewhere really cheap try that one because that one is kind of the beginning of the story and how he discovers what's going on in the factory and then leads his people to escape while blowing up the factory on his way but out. Exodus is after that, though. So wouldn't this be after Exodus, technically? Um, what, Soulstorm? It's yeah. Kind of, as far as I can tell, I think it's a retelling of Exodus. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because Exodus picks up at a similar spot, although a lot of the stuff, maybe it's there and I just don't remember it, but a lot of the train stuff, it just feels like a retelling. Yeah, maybe of, they're kind of um, like post odyssey story yeah maybe they're just re kind of doing the story yeah. there yeah what like same thing with new and tasty they changed a lot from the original odyssey game but i'm sure somebody will comment and, and when i mean someone i mean gaston because he apparently <laughs> yeah. seems very yeah. interested in odd world I, I didn't know he also was a huge fan of yeah Oddworld, I, so. I, I don't think their intention is for you to go back and play odyssey exodus and mm. then new and tasty and Soulstorm. i think the idea is odyssey and exodus were the old versions and now they're retelling these games with new and tasty and soul storm um so anyway all that to say it's kind of interesting the i think the visuals are great in those in those cut scenes you know when you're playing this on your ps5 and it's the on this playing on a big 4k tv and they're just right in your face they really zoom in on their creepy faces you know with their big bolt eyeballs and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) very very detailed i actually think it kind of knows what it is and the voice acting delivers the kind of weird characters that they're so like Mm-hmm. It's it's an easy world and lore to kind of believe as you're playing it. Even if you don't like it, you can kind of like, yeah, I believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, the puzzles get pretty tough pretty quick if you're trying to be a completionist. If you want to collect everything and save every of your mm-hmm. every person of your clan or whatever, it's gonna get tough pretty quick. Um, so, but I like the challenge. You don't have to save everybody. You don't have to collect everything. Um, but, but this isn't a game for everyone. It's not a Metroidvania. This is very level-based. It's like get from point A to point B. And if you want to replay it, you can and see if you can get do a better job. You know, So it's it's a little more old-school in that mindset, too. It's not 
you're not unlocking a new ability and going back to uncover something you couldn't get to before. They might include some of that later. I haven't seen any of that, but that's not the core structure of this game. A lot of games that look and play like this are Metroidvanias, right? There's a there's a locked door that has a weird color that you have to come back to later. They don't really do that yeah. uh, in this game. So, Or a lot of games will do the thing where there's a ledge way up high that you don't have a double jump yet or a wall climb right. yet. So you know you can't get there yet. So anyway, this one yeah. doesn't include um, any of that stuff that I can tell. So I, I like it a lot. It's, it's exactly what I expected it to be. It's not surprising me with, wow, I can't believe they did this. Um, they do have some improvements on the gameplay if you played the old ones. There's some cool stuff here where now you, you throw either flammable mm. soulstorm brew or you throw water to throw out fire. That stuff's all new. Um, some of the sneaking stuff, some of the stealth stuff like hiding in lockers, that's pretty new. The way that when you do your chant and then bring up a little orb that you control, that's something that I believe might have been in one of the old games, although I don't remember it. If it was there, it's something you unlock way later. This is like now it's just the way yep. it used to be chant and then the closest enemy to you you would immediately take that one over that's kind of yeah. how it worked before and so anyway a lot of additions a lot of changes it's the closest thing we have to a major <laughs> god damn it closest thing we have to a major release at the moment i mean this and outriders are like the big quote-unquote big games to kick off april i think we've got I think you've offended think derek this... by putting them on the same level <laughs> the second half of april with returnal and I guess as you, it's not really until you get into May. I know, I know Deathloop got delayed, but when you get to uh, the Mass Evil. Effect and Resident Evil and Mass Effect Legendary Edition, that's when you, we're going to feel like some heavier hitters of the year are, are finally landing. By the way, Mass Effect Legendary Edition just went gold, so I don't think people should be too scared of that getting pushed back any further. That should still land um, sometime in May, or I guess it's May 14th or 15th. Or, anyway. So I, I know I interrupted. Just wanted to give my thoughts on Soulstorm. <laughs> it's 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 good. It's not for everybody. And a yeah. lot of times I'll really try to push, like, oh, you should totally try it, Derek. You should play it. I, I'm not gonna say that to you. I don't think you <laughs> maybe download it. it just to see. Yeah. Oh, you already tried it. So you saw the visuals. That's all you need to see. Like, hey, how does this look? All right, whatever. And then get out of there. Yeah, I so. played a little bit. I didn't like it, of course. I yeah. did forget um one game. I'll just say it real quick because we've yeah. talked about it before, but I bought on the Xbox Series X, like, they got a sale right now for Microsoft digital games. I bought um, uh, Mortal Shell. Ah, yes. So I wanted to check it out on, obviously, I, y'all know I have it on PC, but I wanted to check it out on the Series X because they did an update. They did a ray tracing 60 frames per second update, and I was like, well... Sometimes when I when I buy a game again, I'm, I'll just start playing it and beat it, and that's what I've, I'm doing now. I'm already, <laughs> I have my, so because I beat the game and then started a second playthrough on PC, I know this game really well. I know where to find everything. I know what armor and weapon I like, so I don't have to waste my time upgrading stuff I don't care about. So I immediately got the my favorite armor in the game, like in the first three minutes of the game and then i upgraded i fully upgraded my sword that i use before i even fought the first boss and so i've wiped out two of the main bosses there's four main bosses in the game i've wiped out two of the main bosses i'm at the end of the level and this is the longest level in the game of the third boss so once i beat him you then immediately go and fight basically the fourth boss there is no nice. level um 
And so then Tom I, loves this game, by the way. He thinks the <laughs> controls are great. He thinks the weapons feel good. He, he loves this game. I don't take him seriously because I can tell when he has not really tried a game but says he did and then starts shitting on it when I can put a screenshot of the game and it's the very beginning of the game and he's like, what game is this? Like, mm, you didn't play this game. He also, he also loves Outriders, I believe, right? Oh, yeah, which I'm sure he picked it up shot one bullet and was like this is trash and never played it again but like but seriously <laughs> i know we've prayed this praise this game a lot on the show especially me and then tim a little bit yeah. but going back to it and just going through it uh really it's almost a third time because the second playthrough on my pc i did the same thing i maxed out my sword um and and leveled up my armor in full as well um it's just a fun game. Like, I, I think I just love the world. Like, I love just being in the world. And the combat is very, very fluid. And they throw different enemies at you. So it, it does start to change, especially when you get in the third section. That section's way harder. Like, if you go in there under level, you're going to get wiped. But right. the game is just so much fun. Like, I can play this game. I know it's supposed to be like a uh difficult game and you're supposed to get frustrated i very rarely get frustrated i do sometimes i die when i shouldn't die but i can pretty much play an entire level and not die and i never died at any of the bosses again granted it's because i know where to go and get the stuff but like that's what i love about the game i love that they reward you for exploring their little world it's not huge um, but it's big enough that you can get lost because everything looks the same. <laughs> but it's a it's a it, it's a really good game, and they really do. It is a good game. Reward you yeah. for for uh, I, doing that. I I think it like because I always see like that that image, and especially with the upgrade recently, just like the kind of dude in silver looking armor or whatever, and he's got the sword. It just it looks nice. Like I I do want to try it out. Like hey, let's I would the, highly the, the design of this game is good. It's very strong art design. Like they had a clear vision of what they were going for, and I think yeah. they they delivered something that's pretty cool. Yeah, it won a bunch of awards for like the best Soulsborne game that's not a souls warren game right, like right. all the websites like fextra or whatever they're called that does all the like walkthroughs for a souls game they'll usually criticize anything that can't nail it and they they love this game so and that's yeah, why i think that's, that's, that's fair right hate. if you don't count bloodborne or souls any of the souls games then it's got to be up there with the other ones that are out. i would say the only thing the that would be ranked higher than it is neo and neo 2 um which I go. prefer Mortal Shell over Neo 2, but that's just because I think Neo 2 is just a frustrating game. I don't like, and I've talked about it before, I don't like that they have you in the yokai world all the time, so it's black and white, and they throw a bunch of enemies at you. It's it's just not that, that fun to me. Whereas I love the first Neo. Um, but anyways, I just want to give it another shout-out. It's on sale. It's $24. I got it for $14 because I had a $10... Uh, Microsoft, I got a ten dollar free ten dollar Microsoft um, reward credit, so I used it to buy that game. I was like fourteen bucks. Let's see if I play it again. And I, sure enough, I'm gonna finish it. There's no reason not to. I'm at the end, nice. pretty much at the end of the game. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I, speaking of which, I did play a little more Demon Souls this past week and jumped over to something else because I got annoyed at this one part where I kept dying. Uh, what part? It's really early on. It's when you're going through... There's, there's a. This is after the first encounter with the dragon. There's a second encounter with the dragon. You get past the second one, and then there's some kind of under-the-bridge elements where these dogs yeah. keep coming at you. Yep, and yep, yep. first time, I was not expecting them, was not ready. My attacks were nowhere near fast enough, and I was just like, I ran out of stamina instantly trying to dodge them, and they, they well, killed I me. Well, I think you're skipping. You you really should be going to another area completely. Probably. Well, then I wanted to go back and get my souls, so I went back to get them, and I don't really blame This wasn't a glitch, but it's just the way the game was designed. There was a spearman that's on the steps and in, and the way he was on the steps he got three free hits on me and my blocking was doing that like the way the way yeah. the game had us both angled mm-hmm. i was doing what i was supposed to with my parry and it just wasn't connecting because of the angle he was at yeah like i tried the first time i thought i mistimed it second time i was like i did that correctly and then the third time he killed me and i was like well okay i just lost. <laughs> died again so yeah. you know what in those games when you have that um, that frustrating tumble of dying and you realizing how much you're losing, you're like, well, this is annoying because all that time is just getting washed yep. down the drain. That's part of the draw of those games too is mm-hmm. high risk, high reward. So yeah. it's not to bash the game. I still think it's amazing. It looks fantastic. I 100% plan on still exploring it and you know seeing how many bosses I can get through before I you know, totally call it a day on that game. But uh, it's cool. I do like it. It's beautiful. It's a gorgeous game. Um but yeah, I got my butt handed to me. So I jumped over to something much easier, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. Dan, anything else you're playing? Uh, well, speaking of playing, uh, replaying an older game, I uh, I finished uh, Resident Evil 3 again uh, right after our last episode that we recorded, and then I, I started uh, Resident Evil 7. There you go. Get that um, 7 playthrough before 8 comes out. There you go. Exactly. Because I, I actually I don't think I did a second playthrough originally. I think I played it all the way through and just never went back to it. Um, just it wasn't really your favorite, right? You didn't love it. I mean, I, I did. I really, I, I did really like it, and I'm as I'm playing it now, I do still like it. It's just it feels so different. Um, but uh, I just I, again, there's always just something to play. So it's just it probably something else came along, and I was like, well, now I got to play this. So, um, but yeah, no, playing it again, it's uh, it, the game is creepy as hell, man. Um, the, <laughs> yeah. the first person perspective definitely lends to that, and I and I get it. Um, you know, and they wanted to do something new and unique, especially with sort of the uh, the backlash from six. I mean, I'd say predominantly people didn't love six. Um, I know some people do like it, love it, whatever, but I think predominantly the over, there is overall negativity with that but one. Solid game, it's just not a good Resident Evil game. Yeah, like I mean, Leon section I remember enjoying somewhat, but like, is it is it Jake Wesker? Who's Wesker's son that you play? I think, it's, I think his name's Jake. Yeah, like that whole thing was dumb. He's just punching everything. It's like, no, give me a gun. Like, what are you doing, dude? Um, in, in seven, I feel like the lady in the chair, as creepy yeah. as that game is, but she <laughs> makes my skin crawl man like when there's oh. moments where you you think she's not looking at you then you look back at her and she's yeah. looking right at you like oh my gosh but once you it, know she's not actually gonna do anything it's fine but it's still kind of like oh okay right yeah that it's lady. that it's that first experience <laughs> right if i play the, game, yeah, the first time you play it you don't really know what she's gonna do exactly but uh, i i would say i was just gonna say uh jump in on what dan said i i do think the first person does add to the horror, but I also think the big change they made is if you go back to playing third person, even like Resident Evil 2 Remake and Resident Evil 3, 
your characters are way quicker. Ethan is super, super slow. So yeah, you're not he only really first is. person, yeah. but all his movements are very slow. So that adds to the, like, not just gotcha. really the horror, but like the survival part of it. It yeah. makes it more challenging. So. Well, and it allows them to slow down the fight. So all your boss encounters feel slower in general because Ethan's slower, but the bosses are also slower, in my opinion. Um, Some of them are a bit seven. fast, like um, Jack, freaking Jack Baker, uh, uh, yeah, knock, knock off Nemesis, <laughs> like what, one of his final forms. He, he's he's a little he's a little quick. I mean, you could definitely yeah. kind of run around him, but um, yeah, I mean, like that dude is relentless. But it's like, come on, dude, you're not you're not as cool as Nemesis. Like, look at look at Nemesis and look at you. Like, come <laughs> yeah. on. But he he yeah, that dude is devastating. Like you know, with the with the cop. The garage scene that that's pretty yeah. messed up. That and then you get in the car, which is actually pretty unique, and you're kind of just slamming into them with the car. Um, yeah, it's just it, it's such a unique it's such a unique game because again, going from six to like then going into that, and it's like the setting's really unique. And it, it was it Louisiana, I think. It's almost um, a bit of a series reboot or re reimagining, not reboot, yeah. but like yeah, they're like is. let's go back to the drawing board with what these games are. Yeah, a little but, bit. Yeah. But still trying to connect it to the overall series because Correct. obviously, right. and especially with eight coming out, like I mean, you know, the characters from the series being in yeah, that. Yeah, eight feels like you know pieces of seven, but a lot of pieces of four, of course, that you yeah. know, there's a lot of connections there. So we'll see um, what it we'll see what it ends up being like. And it, what's interesting about this leading into eight two is as far as I. As far as I can remember, this is the first like you know one game to another same main character. Yeah, you're right. Each, each one true. that you go to, it's 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 a different it's a different uh you know character in the cast. So right, as far as the one you control primarily, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a scary game. It's very scary. I still definitely prefer. I I think Resident Evil Two Remake is my ideal Resident Evil game. Like that for me right now is is top tier. Like the best resident evil ever made um but this is still it's still an excellent game the characters are really cool um it still has a little bit of that corniness that resident evil has um and it just kind of works but yeah it's, it's a pretty terrifying game and yeah like derek said like this he does move pretty slow and it is pretty pretty terrifying with those those uh was it molded and they're lunging yeah. at you and it's See, like that's oh. what i i actually felt like it had a lot less of the corniness it felt very real and less campy it's, than some of the previous it's more like in, it's more like when you're in the middle of gameplay and ethan will just drop like f-bombs just like or like tell somebody to f off it's like or like oh yeah that's true or yeah. like there's this one part there's um so do you remember marguerite which is jack's wife yeah mm -hmm. so like when you're first in that old house and you're trying to kind of avoid her but like if you do come into contact with her um you can you can shoot her and then she'll kind of like scurry off but then she does come back um so her first form when you take her out then she burrows into the ground and i forget what the exact words were but like she she buries into the ground and digs a tunnel because she's like kind of transforming i don't want to say specifically in case anyone's never played but he just kind of says like this this like comment of like oh yeah no that's that's weird or like just kind of something very casual, like not like this is this is effing terrifying. Like nothing like a normal person would say in this situation. Like just kind of a very off the wall, like you know, yeah. like yeah. not really being aware of this ridiculous situation that he's in. Like I don't know. It's just very. It's like, there's things that he says throughout the game, especially in the very beginning when everything starts happening. Um, it, it's just. But I mean, like, think about the opening of RE2, even in remake, and the 
campiness of that compared oh, right. to RE7. I don't think they're even close, but I see what sure. you're saying, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But yeah, dude, 8 comes out in just a few weeks. That's going to be... That's huge, man. That's that's the that's the next major new game, at least, right, of this year. Yeah, I, I would say that's say. the like kind of first. I mean, Returnal could honestly surprise a bunch of people. Uh, it could be it could be a huge. I huge think hit. Returnal. A lot of us, including myself, are looking at that kind of as like the next Control. Like when Control was getting ready to come out, it was like, yeah, this could be good. Remedy makes good games, and it could just be wacky and weird. Returnal could be good, and it could just be wacky and weird. So, yeah, yeah Returnal could be the next hit, but it also could be a movie that people just shrug off. And right. when you look back on 2021, it's not really yeah. thought about. But Resident Evil, Control sure. made it, yeah. Control kind of carved out its place in 2019, and it makes you wonder, you know, will yeah. Returnal do the same thing? Yeah, we'll see. Um, the only other thing I've been playing I wanted to highlight is, uh, well, not the only other thing, uh, real quick. I am diving back into Immortals because I bought that, um, kind of full edition or whatever on the PS5. Now I had I'm not to the DLC because I never finished the f- the ah. full game. So I'm playing okay. that on the PS5 and loving it. That game is so fun. Uh, yeah, it's repetitive at times when you're going to unlock chest after chest. It, it's classic Ubisoft. Here's your big map, and here's all the places you can go and all the things you can collect. It's got a lot of that. Sure. But I actually think, you know, for all the comparisons it gets to Breath of the Wild. I think it does some really creative and unique things with its vaults, which are kind of its, you know, its counterpart to the Legend of Zelda. Um, what were those called? The shrines, shrines. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I think the vaults are, at first, that's pretty basic. Like move this item over to this thing, and it'll press down a platform and unlock the next platform for you. So you kind of get used to that. But some of them get really creative, and uh, and I've I've faced a few more challenging ones that I think are great. So I'm loving this game. This game is a, a, an absolute blast, and I'm really excited for the to get to that DLC, that Eastern... Yeah, kind of that, Eastern that does look really cool for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this game is so much fun. Tons of upgrades, and now, now that I've unlocked a few more abilities and counters and stuff, the combat has gotten a lot more fun as well. So it's it's less just hammering away on the same buttons. You know, dodge, button, 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 dodge. Like, now I'm getting more combos and more special moves, and yeah. I'm I'm really digging it. Kind of seems um, like open world junk food, which is like delicious. Yeah. You know, junk food can be I, delicious I sometimes. Think that's then... a really good way to describe it. Yeah. Because it it does that really well, but it's also not gonna. If you're looking for something that's brand new, you've never played anything like it before, but you've already played Zelda and Assassin's Creed, you're not gonna find anything uh, totally new here. But yeah, I also think it looks really good on the PS5. I think it looks yeah pretty pretty fantastic. The art style translates over pretty well it runs really smoothly so really digging that only other thing i'll mention real quick is that i have made more progress in uh progress in monster hunter rise that game just freaking rules i love that game that game's awesome so um i now have my full it's called the the Rogi. that's the name of this monster w-r-o-g-g-i that whole outfit's like a cowboy so now i'm like a cowboy monster hunter my giant hammer looks so samurai cowboy looks so anime looks so ridiculous like what who else would have a cowboy outfit and a gigantic hammer? It'd be in an anime, anime. movie or video game. Yeah, absolutely. So. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, I won't dig too much more into that one for now, but I, I am up to the four-star missions now and just really, really digging it. So I love that game. All right, well, let's talk about a few headlines real quick and uh, some things that jumped out at me and get your guys' reactions on this. First of all, I just saw this sad news the other day. I think it was yesterday that this news, or maybe it was Friday, about DMX. Mm. Uh, he was only 50 years old, died of a heart attack. I don't know if he had other 
health complications leading up to it. You never know with celebrities, especially musicians, you know, was there substance abuse over his life involved that caused that, or did he just happen to have a yeah some kind of cardio issue, cardiovascular issue issue that led to that. But uh, major bummer. I wasn't like a big DMX fan. I wasn't really a big fan of that style of rapping, but you know, he was a pretty major figure, especially for me growing up in kind of nineties pop culture. He was a pretty mm. big so I also remember he was in a movie with uh, Jet Li at one point. I feel like he was. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. he does like some like weird dropkick movie. I just remember distinctively like some weird dropkick movie does. It's Jet Li's over there doing insane moves yeah. on his own, and, then and he's I got think... like Timberlands on, and he's just yeah. dropkicking dudes. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. that's funny. And I'm pretty sure he's rapping in the background of the soundtrack. So, but... <laughs> of course, absolutely. Um. According to David Jaffe, you guys know David Jaffe, familiar with that name, of course, right? Got a war boy. Got a war boy. Yep. yep. Um, According to him, uh, over this weekend, he is quoted as saying that Sony has a counterpunch for Xbox Game Pass, but he doesn't necessarily have all the details or feel Hmm. free to share all those details. But he feels like at some point in the near future, we will learn about Sony's counterpunch for Game Pass what do you guys think that is? How would he even know that, though? He's not, like, directly connected with them anymore, he right? Because he talks to all of the guys who work for Sony. Sure. But, I mean, so he, even, he, is, he is a bit of a yapper, though, so I kind of would be, like, reluctant to maybe share some of that. But, but they're fine with the sharing app. stuff like that because he's he – even – I watched a little bit today. Fab posted something in the group tonight. Yeah. I wanted to watch that, but about Days Gone Two, um, the news was that it's not happening. And I was gonna ask, that was gonna be my next thing to ask you about. So yeah, what are your thoughts on that too? So my point is, is Jaffe was talking to one of the developers. Yeah. Okay. He's like, false. So no. okay, before we, I do want to talk about Days Gone Two because I think that news is more on the negative side. This one could be positive, and I'm just curious, just thinking outside the box. What would okay? Let's instead. What do you think it's going to be? What would you like Sony to do? I mean, I think it's it's PS Now, but I think they're going to do day one launch games. I don't know if they're going to do it for all their games. They need to expand it. It needs to be giving everything needs to be download. Enough of this streaming crap, like because like the internet, the internet infrastructure across the board for everyone isn't there yet. It's just isn't it downloadable? Isn't a lot of it downloadable? No, not a lot. Like old game, maybe it's either the new game or or the old game. It's a mixture. It's a mixture. It's probably honestly like around twenty percent of the catalog. Okay, so make all your games in the catalog downloadable. Yes. Makes at least some, maybe even all of your first party stuff day one on your. not to interrupt you here's what i think they're gonna do they have a ten dollar plan right now for ps now that's gonna be your basic package okay i think they're gonna have tiers like if you want the last of us three and the last you know and and uncharted and all these games day one at launch you probably have to pay a 15 20 a month fee and there's probably gonna be tiers like hey basic package 10 bucks Advanced package, 15. Super Deluxe, you get Game of the Year, all the DLC, everything for these games on day one, $20 a month. So that, would, to me, would be the direction if Sony didn't want to just do exactly what Microsoft's doing. Because to me, mm. they could easily do that. 
but I think they should really try to make it different. I mean, or you could even more simplify it, just be like, all right, so you can either do the every month, do the three months, or you if you pay for the whole year outright, then you have uh, more access to like the whole catalog. Oh, more game access if you buy it for longer. Yeah, just if you pay us a year in advance, then you know what? You're going to have more access to the catalog. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I, I think that would be simpler. And and yeah. that also guarantees them kind of getting that money up front, like the whole year up front. That so. might be a little more complex, though. Like there's yeah, some games. Yeah, that's because you don't some, know what Some game games you're, you're going to have well, access they would show to you. based on Okay. So you're thinking yeah, they would that, show you. that the tiers would actually also connect to how long you're subscribing for. Yeah. So like, okay. So it's still a tiered system. I'm just thinking just of that as like, I'm thinking yeah. of that as like from a business person, like I would think yeah. that they would want the 60, you know, $60 kind of upfront, like here, you know, guaranteeing you're staying around right. for a year. And then like, now you're used to being here for an entire year. So then when that lapses, you're like, oh, well, I got to carry this over because this has actually been really cool. So, you know. Yeah, they'd have to really throw in some strong incentives there. Like, I think Disney Plus did a good job of giving some strong incentives when it first launched to get you to just subscribe for the whole year. It was so cheap right out of the gate to get Disney Plus for that whole first year. Um, so anyway, if they can give some kind of real good savings push or, to your point, maybe some sort of exclusive game access, which I, I think could be dicey if they're not careful, or sure. maybe just maybe early access to some – I don't know what that would look like. Um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that could be interesting. They had to really incentivize that though, if they want you to pay for that long. Yeah. Um, like Microsoft has done that a lot with their, you know, one dollar promotions and things they, like that. They need something, cause like the with with the news that we talked about last week, with like them getting closing out the the PlayStation Three, Vita, and PSP stores. Like, yeah. they it's need a lot of negative news coming out of Sony. Yeah. Yeah, th- there actually was like a, a little bit of an update. Uh, and these are all, a lot of this is reports, by the way. So it's not like yeah. official details, but like I saw another report where apparently there's like an internal struggle right now between Sony, uh, uh, you know, US, you know, over here versus Japan. Like apparently the US guys are trying to like almost like overtake, like be like, listen, like most of the sales in video games now happen in the US. So like we think we should be running Sony now. Oh, so they're this is a Japanese based uh, okay. company. Yikes. So like there's that going on supposedly. So it's like this this seems like there's a Dude, lot of stuff. <laughs> now is the time for Microsoft to start being like, all right, here comes our huge wave of exclusives. We bought yeah. all these companies. Here they come. Like if yeah. they could somehow deliver that, they'd be that'd and, be a and, pretty strong part. And that and that ties into the whole uh, Schreier report that he had. Um, you know, again, it's just a, the report. It's not actually official news or anything, but like tied to the whole Days Gone, uh, Days Gone Two thing. Where yeah, was it? Is it problem. Herman Herman Hunst, who's like the head right now of Sony? Um, who, who basically supposedly in the report that Trier wrote, like, was like kind of axed it. He's like, now I, I need you guys to d- jump on this. Uh, um, was it uncharted? I was reading last it and us. they were bouncing around between uncharted and last of us. There was it's like last, all this kind of back and remake. forth. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a couple pieces of news there. I want you guys thoughts on. So the first one, of course, that this is all. These are reports. This is nothing that I, as far as I know, I don't think Sony's confirmed this stuff. Maybe they've con- confirmed pieces of it. Um, but Days Gone 2, there's no plans for that sequel, for that game, for Days mm-hmm. Gone 2, for any kind of sequel to it, at least at the moment. That doesn't mean it never, it just means right now it's not being worked on. We don't want you to work on it. And Last of Us Remake is reportedly in the works over Which there. Which is so pointless. I, I find both of those pieces of news to be 
pretty big bummers. They, Days Gone less so, because although I liked that game, it didn't hook me like it did Derek and a few others. But I saw a lot of potential in it. You know, I played yeah. that game for probably six or seven hours, and I liked what I played. I feel like it's got potential to be a really great open-world zombie game. And some people loved it. I thought it was lacking. I think a sequel could kind of button up some of those things that weren't doing it for me and make an amazing open-world zombie game. But that right now is not happening. And a Last of Us remake, my response to that was, why? Like, I don't, I just don't understand this at all. Unless you're going to somehow inject the new TV show actors. Like, all right, Pedro Pascal's going to play. Like, they're going to do something <laughs> stupid like that. That would piss Otherwise, people off so much. What's that the would piss. Point? I know. It'd be hilarious, yeah. though. Yeah. What's the point of this? I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on Derek, Derek, let's start with you. What's your thought on the Days Gone 2 and Last of Us remake reports? So, I don't know... I just checked Jason Schreier's uh, Twitter, so he's the one that did the 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 rumor that Days Gone to Well, he didn't state it like it was a rumor. He basically said it wasn't. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah, like yeah. it was cut. But then Jeff Ross, who worked on Days Gone, thanks to everyone. This is he's tweeting at Jason Schreier too. Thanks to everyone who attended the podcast with Jaffe. So that's the one I was referencing earlier. I wish I could have been more forthright with some questions. Just remember, Jason Schreier is a jur- journalist who takes his craft seriously. Shut up. <laughs> and he has the luxury of being able to be more honest than I'm allowed. So Jason Schreier retweeted that. So it's almost as if he's saying Schreier, he's, he's kind of saying he's right. He's right. Yeah. So, um, which is not how Fab put it. Fab didn't give us details, but he made it sound like Schreier's mad about this. Okay, is he mad yeah. because he was wrong? Right. Or is he mad because people think he's wrong, and now Jeff Ross is saying, no, he's more right than wrong. I don't know. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like Days Gone 2 is going to happen or not happen anytime soon. Right. I understand. I loved The Order. I felt like there should have been... Yeah sequel yeah. there should have been a trilogy honestly at least yeah, i still want more of that game yeah but as you can the reason i bring it up is we're not getting one so right. sony has no problem axing something if they don't yeah. feel like it's like yep that was a one-off game for that yeah for that for that time and now which it was frustrating because to me even more than days gone the order had so much lore. oh yeah so oh, yeah. much they could have done with it. All yes. they had to do was improve the gameplay. There's some truly good story moments towards the end yeah. that are like, ooh, this is interesting. And then it ends, yeah. and you're like, boy, do I want more? Because the yeah. gameplay is just starting to get a little better by the end, and it's okay. Dude, but The guns are think, so cool in that game. The guns are cool, but like, your mind immediately goes to, yeah. hey, a sequel could improve all the gameplay stuff mm-hmm. that they're not quite, you know, the climbing and traversal was not quite what it should be, especially by today's standards. But hey, the visuals were great. The lore was really intriguing. The act, yeah. the voice acting was great. All right, make a sequel. Let's take this thing from like a swimming in sevens to a game of the year contender. Like, let's do it. And I, I always wondered why they never did. But but that's my point. Is Days Gone probably is really a one-off. Yeah. And they probably moved Sony Ben yeah. to something else. Well, yeah, supposedly this Last of Us 2 remake, which is completely unnecessary because they just remastered it. Like, why did they need to, like, I mean, I get that Last of Us 2 does, like, feel... It's just Last of Us 1, part 1. Well, right. Last of Us Part 2 feels, like, newer, and and the animations in combat are, like, so, so, like, new and, like, 
expressive and just like again the way like ellie like kind of puts her arm uh, on this sort of like against a wall or like when she's crawling against a car like it's just so realistic but like is that really gonna like add to them remaking the game and and the prettier graphics like is that something we actually need i don't just i mean it's just it it seems you know i'm gonna say i want it I mean, I'll. <laughs> that's the thing. I'll you buy do, it. You want a remake of this game already? I don't want it, but I'll buy I it. I think it's pointless, but if they're doing it, I'm going to buy it day one and replay the well, game 17 times. buying it, and then there's <laughs> wanting it, though. Like, if, like, you had the choice right now and be like, no, like, you need to focus. Do something else. What would be the choice? It'd be... Well, here's my thing. Who Who's making it? Are you trying to tell me that's... Because I haven't been watching this. It Sony seems like Bend? Bend is working on it. There's okay, it's so potentially that the Bend resources are being you say, used. If it's official that Sony Bend has been moved off Days Gone 2 to focus on a remake, then yes, I would be like... Or a re, yeah, remake. remake. I would say yes, I'm not okay with that. I yeah. think um, that's the assumption though, most of us are making. Even I think The Last of Us games are better than Days Gone, and I still think they'll be better than Days Gone 2. I still think that's waste of time for mm-hmm. that uh, studio. Yeah. If you tell me Sony Ben's going to work on something else, well, and we just report, hired this outside studio to do this, and it has no impact on anything else, then why would I complain? Why in do the I report, care? it did mention that Bend is also doing supposedly a new game also. So I don't know. To me, you know, they're smart. If As long as they're going to make money off of it, if it's not taking away from... Like, if, if Naughty Dog was to come out and say... We've stopped development on our new IPs. We're going to focus on Last of Us Remastered. Gamers have the right to be like, what? But if it's somebody else doing it, if it's not taking away from new IP or anything, shut up. Just enjoy it and shut up. Yeah, it just, um, it's, it, seems, it seems like there's a lot of sort of uh, ter- turmoil kind of going on with all these reports coming out, you know, supposedly. It just seems like there's kind of a lot of... I feel like this next-gen launch for either company has been good. It hasn't been smooth. It has not been smooth. It's been pretty terrible. Like, do I prefer the PlayStation games that came out as far as Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Demon's Souls? Yes, and notice I only mentioned two games. After that, neither Xbox or PlayStation has anything I care about. And a lot of the reports that are coming out, it doesn't sound like anything that interesting is coming out from any of these studios right away. And that's annoying to me. I know y'all were talking about Returnal. Again, I'm not excited about that. But at least PlayStation can say, well, we're releasing something. But I'm just talking in general. I feel like all the releases have been pretty lackluster for a launch period compared to all previous launches i feel like you got more games with the ps4 ps3 ps2 xbox one you know xbox ps3's wasn't fantastic huh i th- i don't think ps3's launch was fantastic oh i love if i recall it had a lot of games i like hmm. but i just i find this so far to be disappointing and then when you just keep hearing poor to me uh kareem said it in the group like he was like this and he's a sony pony he was like 
he's basically was bashing PlayStation. Like you're you're arrogant like you were when the PS3 launched. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, decisions yeah. you're making right now, you are not customer service friendly. You are all about you, and it's going to it's going to hurt them if, and this is all in theory, if Microsoft, with all the decisions they are making, who they bought out, what they've got in the pipeline, if they deliver, they, like Tim said, if they start putting release dates on some of this stuff, they could really turn the tide because I. I can tell you right now, I don't have the numbers. I have seen more people in these gaming groups saying they're buying an Xbox Series S or a Series X that never bought one. Or they definitely passed over the Xbox One altogether. So there are more people with with Bethesda and all, all that going on right now going, hey, it's worth investing at least $300 into the Xbox. And this yeah. is without any first party exclusives announced with a date wait until that stuff comes out you're gonna see even more gamers i think i'm gonna call it right now i think daniel is going to end up buying a series s at well, least by the time this generation's over we, well we had the conversation when the bethesda stuff went down so depending on how how deep uh, bethesda gets into their pockets as far as exclusivity in certain games i mean yeah like fallout skyrim like or Skyrim, uh, Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Like if if those if like Elder Scrolls six and the next Fallout are like Xbox only, then it's like well, shit, I have to buy an Xbox. <laughs> like, yeah. like I I love Elder Scrolls, so I mean. But I, that's I, my I, point is that yeah. Microsoft's making decisions yeah. to support people to jump on their ecosystem now, whereas Sony still has. Don't get me wrong, I'm not bashing them. They they've got this huge pipeline of studios. We know. That they're gonna release good stuff, yep. but right now a lot of the decisions they're making it like yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's we are certainly nowhere close to it being like oh oh Sony just screwed themselves they're done not even a little no. bit close yeah but no. when you start to see a few little patterns of kind of I guess what you could call corporately selfish decisions we're shutting mm. down these stores. I understand maybe it's saving money because hardly anyone uses it. I get it, but it's a bad PR move. We talked about it last week. And now we're not going to have you focus on this IP Days Gone that isn't quite as popular because we want you to do a remake of one of our most popular IPs. That starts to sound a little bit like, oh, you really just want blockbuster IPs. You don't want any of kind of your lower tier. Right. And so to me, that's what made Sony so valuable over the years was I got to have a PlayStation because they have this huge roster of, unique ips that i'm going to want to play every entry in. i'm going to buy every entry i want to make sure that i've got that available well if this pattern and maybe it's nothing maybe it's just this one thing and they're going to get it's back to business miniature season maybe. maybe yeah maybe it's just a little blip that's fine then but if it becomes a pattern and sony starts really trimming back on some of this stuff in order to just focus in on you know a god of war our naughty dog games and you know a handful of others then it starts to go like well now you're sounding more like nintendo and microsoft like it's, this is what this is what used to set you apart from them was yeah, that you had all these IPs. It's going to be the Microsoft pillars, right? The the Gears of War, Halo, Forza, and um, a Fable. Long right? way to go to get so. down to those <laughs> few, but um, so but I don't yeah, think there's... that's going to happen. But it is a little concerning. I hope that all the outcry in this day and age, where it's impossible for Sony to not hear so, the reactions to this, so I yeah. hope outcry helps them 
pump the brakes on some of this stuff. And that's the thing too, right? Because it's like it, it's it, sometimes it's kind of hyperbole, right? It's like, well, we're, we're so hyperbole. F- we 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 are on the internet, we're on social media, right? And you it, it, and it's kind of like with actual things that matter, like news and 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 things that happen in the world and and people being harmed. It's like everyone just everything is so like focused on these events and and it's just right there. You can see it immediately. So it's kind of the same with games. You you see like you know Schreier. Uh, posting this report you know putting it out on the web and uh, a few thousand people are outraged and it's like but it's a few thousand people right but millions of people are playing these games and buying these systems so it's like is it actually gonna affect anything like is it gonna affect sales do the execs actually care um i'll say yes or no and no no with like if it's just their news no no, nobody's going to be like, I'm selling my PS5. No, nobody's doing that. Or I'm not going to get one now because of this. But if it goes to the extent, like I said, where people are starting to hear more and more positive Xbox news, and then they're hearing more and more negative PlayStation, yeah, it'll impact whether people buy an Xbox and that does impact Sony. Like if more people are buying Xboxes, that is going to bother Sony. Yeah. Because sure. they have been, for probably the last 20 years, they've been what I called the Nintendo. Like, right. no parent now says, do you have that Nintendo? Do you have that Xbox? They always just say, I got my son a PlayStation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, the then that's, that's the thing. It's like, again, with them taking them closing those stores, it's like, it's like Sony's at not, not, quite literally at the nintendo point but like they have like this sort of breadth of games this this catalog they they have this roster of stuff they've been around for a while and i think just... they've surpassed nintendo in terms of the breadth of stuff they have maybe you could argue that they don't have anything that's quite as iconic as mario iconic as mario or zelda yeah, yeah, like yeah. you can make an argument that way some folks yeah. would disagree with that though yeah. um but I, I do think they certainly I think they've easily surpassed Nintendo on yeah. so, just the the breadth of yeah. IP they have. If that's the them. case, then yeah, it's like, well, Microsoft is just demolishing you in, in, in game preservation and backwards compatibility. So what the hell are you doing, Sony? Cut the shit and just focus on doing what's right. Let me play all of the games that you've had in your back catalog. Well, just let me play them. The the rumor with the Yeah. And true, that's and that's fine. Rumor... The issue with U.S. versus Japan, because it's the same thing with Nintendo. Why do you think Nintendo struggles so much? Because it's Japan-owned, and they're very ancient and very controlling. But don't don't confirm that you're going to close the stores then. They should have just kept their mouth shut, and they should have waited to be like, yes, we are doing this, but here's this thing. But here's what we're doing to PS now to make it... To help yes. make up whatever, like you know, we're bringing yeah. over those PSP and Vita games. Like, w- do something yeah. that fills in that kind of concern that gamers have. Like, oh no, you're taking fill in the blank away from me. I don't care if it's something that I never use. I don't like having anything taken away from me that I feel like I purchased or I, you yeah. know, no one's gonna like that. So you have to have that way. It's the same thing that when Nintendo pulled the plug on the, the Wii Shop, the Wii Virtual Console stuff. That. Yeah. And I mean, they had. I think we talked about this last week too. They had a huge collection of virtual console stuff, Turbo Graphics, N64, Super Nintendo, Nintendo. They had this huge selection of retro games. And people like myself, and some even more than myself, had 
big libraries that they purchased on there. Then they took the the eShop offline, and they never really gave you a replacement for that on their new systems. You know, they had no plan on the Wii U to really recreate that. They did in some ways, but they kind of re-released a lot of those games, and they pretended like it was the first time that it came out. It was very strange the way they did that. Mm. And then, of course, on the Switch, with Switch Online, it's a very limited version of those things. Here's just Super Nintendo and Nintendo with a much smaller library than and what they've even diminished we, how often they're releasing them now. They, oh, they actually cut, much, they have actually cut back. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much non-existent. So yeah. all that to say, I think both, I think Nintendo and Sony could take a page out of the Microsoft handbook here and be yeah. like, Hey, listen, even if it doesn't make you a ton of money, let's say it doesn't really affect your bottom line a ton to add this service. I get that from a corporate business standpoint, you look at that and say, well then why are we even talking about this? Because it doesn't move the financial needle. I get it. But you win fans over in such a huge way just to give them that confidence that, yeah, anything you buy digitally, it's always going to be safe and sound right here. And by the way, you lost that old PS1 disc. Don't worry. We've put the entire PS1 library online right here. And PS2 right over here. I don't know why we haven't started to do some of that stuff yet. Like, I don't know why that is so difficult for it to be like, same thing with Nintendo. Put the entire NES library right here. NES right here, they would take a huge chunk out of the emulation market. So I don't know why these companies aren't doing it. I mean, it it is but. hard work for sure, and it takes time. But like, just do it because Microsoft is would, doing it. People in some cases, people would buy your system just for that, and you would get right. a ton of software sales yeah. just for having those things. Because there's there. definitely people that don't. A, a lot of people do like online when like you know you're talking about you know playing these older games. A lot of people would be like, who cares? Old games, old like that kind of nonsense. But it's like. No, but 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 it is important though. It's also just for the sake of the history of games. Like if, if some of these games might just be lost forever. And it's well, like... then I think it makes all of us look at what we're buying right now. So I just bought, um, what did I buy digitally recently? Okay, let's just say Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 buying that digitally on the PS5. Yeah. When the when the PS7 or 8 comes out, will I still have access to this because I purchased it, or? Is that just a PS5 thing? So I think we are all looking to see what's the roadmap look like for the future Mm. of digital entertainment. Are you actually buying it? And no matter what happens in the future, you'll have access to this game, this movie, this thing, because we're going to create a persistent, you know, um, persistent platform that you can always access. That's, I think that's what all of us really want. We want a persistent platform that we can confidently go fully digital. That's why people like Dan struggle to go totally digital because it's like, I don't trust you yet. You haven't proven to me that this is something I can trust yet. And I totally get that. I think that's I don't trust y'all. I don't trust it at all. But uh, anyway, we do need to wrap it up. It's getting a little late. I know you guys got work tomorrow and it's getting late for you East Coasters. But uh, Derek, it's been great to have you back. I'm glad to see you and Raya the Last Dragon behind your head there. Um, it was it was okay to see you. It was just okay. <laughs> it's all right. He feels <laughs> he just, the same way. Just Look at him. He feels the same exact way. Oh, he loves uh, us. He secretly loves us. Very yeah. glad. Very glad to have you back. Uh, and I am excited to, uh, at least for most of the upcoming games. I'm excited for some of these games that are coming out next. The Mass Effect Legendary stuff looks great. I'm finally getting excited for a new Resident Evil game. I'm not having to have my arm twisted. Like, I think 8 is looking amazing. And they've put out some really cool stuff about it, by the way, if you haven't watched all that. There's been a lot of cool stuff coming there's out. A new, um, 
there's a new uh, presentation soon. I think yep. the fifteenth. Is it the fifteenth? Coming, coming up this oh, week. Oh, so Tim, are you getting Mass Effect on PC or are you getting it on PS5? Depends on if I got my PC fixed. But your plan was originally to do PC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see. I might do PS5 if my PC is still a struggling. So. Um, all right, that does it for us this week. Thank you all for listening. Thanks, Derek and Dan. We'll talk to you guys next time. See ya. We'll be right back.